Damn, recording. Welcome. Bring off. Damn, adjustable. Circle with a white circle. Oh. Pause button. So. Gonna do a little life episode. Uh, going into fear and. What? The lessons of fear, how fear works, what it does. It's kind of shit. So. Grab in a good episode. So I'm gonna be doing a little bit of uh, laundry as well at the same time. Not, not laundry, but um, there we go. Not laundry, but that's uh, the word I'm looking for here. Doing clothes. So fear. What would life be like without fear? Without the, the needy and the expectations and survival itself. What would that do to the psyche? Would that calm the psyche down? Would that calm you down if you had no fear? Would you didn't couldn't if you didn't worry about survival anymore would that make you happier or not it's just important because we live in a fearful society Also have a fearful God, and depending on what your group is, you fear being suppressed by another group, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. And so there's all kinds of fear going on. <clears throat> and so, if you could remove all this fear and not worry about survival if that was a, a, a possibility and not just something that you would uh, be skeptical about and just call a pipe dream if it was something that actually could exist what would you do in that situation because there's um yeah, by the way, I don't know if I'm gonna, you're uh, going to be able to hear me that much. We'll see. I'm going to listen back. But um, there's basically two or three different things you can do in life when it comes to fear. You can ignore it, suppress it, make it try and go away. It doesn't really work. You can give in to it and go, oh, no fear and then you go you, you, you have a panic attack and you, know, you start 
You might even become crazy. You might start yammering. No, 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 go, 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 go. You, know, you might start like talking about how the aliens are watching you and how they're you know, secretly plotting to overthrow the government or they are part of the government. You know, the, the fear takes many different forms. But its basic form is the same throughout all cultures and generations. And it basically comes down to survival of some kind. What does it take to survive? No, but it's not, it's not survival in the physical sense, even necessarily so much as it is like in a mental sense. Like when you're afraid of, of uh, even like irrational fears, like, you know, or maybe you're afraid of spiders. Even like spiders that aren't poisonous, like, uh, you know, a small spider. That fear is an expectation, a hope. That this spider won't show up. I mean, fear is like survival mechanism at play. You know, at its basic core, that's what fear is. Fear is a survival mechanism at play. Um, so the greater the fear, the greater your uh, instinctual, and I'll get into instinctual in a minute, reactions are going to be. Versus intuitional. So, instincts are innate to a species. Things like breeding, love, companionship, belonging, things like this, whatever species it is, belonging to a social group. Well, intuition is more related to, at least partially, a feeling. Or an understanding that such and such is, you know, correct or incorrect, whatever, whatever it is, right? And so the instinct, depending on what the instinct is going to be, is basically stating... It's basically a primal desire or need, such as, God damn it. There we go. such as companionship or you know, hierarchy of some kind, the 
being the alpha, the alpha, uh, alpha dogs and alpha wolves. All those kinds of things are instinctual. And the instinct is like, it looks to something like a rope that's on, on the ground. Or something that's round like that and says, oh shit, snake. That's instinct. You know, it's coming from the lizard brain of your of your brain. Um, the lizard brain is concerned with survival. I know I'm kind of going on over here, but I'm trying to make a point. So the instinctual is more primal than the intuitional. The intuitional is like, in some way, second level. Where the, the intuition is kind of like, you know, I have a uh, insight that is such and such, whatever that is. And so your intuition, your intuition in that case is, it's more of a sensation, hold on, it's more of a sensation in the mind or the body saying this slash that. And the, the mind interprets that in some way, calling that an intuition. And based on its biases, it will are statements of in a lot of cases are interpretations based on your belief systems your understandings of what you think is true so if you're a new ager if you if you're a new aging type of person your intuition interpretations are going to be more new agey but if you're religious your your intuition interpretations are probably going to be more, more religious in Christian, whatever your religion is. <clears throat> but instincts are, have no such interpretation. They're beyond interpretation. They kind of just happen like snap, snap judgment. Um, not that 
intuition can have those, but they're less, it happens less uh, strongly than it does with instinct. And so with fear, fear is instinct uh, feelingized, in a sense, you could almost say. Like fear is the basic instinct of survival, saying, oh, fear this thing, fear that thing. That thing can kill you. That thing can kill you too. Think think of uh, this thing as a fearful thing. Uh, and that's to protect you. Your mind now protects you. Seeing all these fearful things and protecting you in certain ways. And that can help you. That can help you understand what's happening. And, and, and you can understand at that point what's going on. And you go, oh, that fear is causing this or that, that fear is caused because of my you know, instincts for survival. But what would happen if you had no such thing, no such instinct for survival, and there was no need to survive? Now, what if there was a time in the future where we outgrew the need to even be physical beings, and we were non-physical beings, which means we didn't need to eat, drink anything. What would we do? What would you do if you didn't have to worry about your survival and didn't have fear or expectations? Or well, expectations can be useful, but um, you know, what, what what would you do without these things? Like, what are you afraid of right now? Are you afraid to go talk to some somebody that you like, somebody really close to you or whatever, about something or whatever it is? Whatever it is that you're afraid of. What would you do if you didn't have these fears? You know, some of these are, are more reasonable, like the fear of not you know, falling, the fear of not dying, the fear of, you know, starving. But most fears are irrational fears. But even more so, what would happen if you didn't even have any of these fears of dying and you couldn't die and you knew deep down in yourself that you couldn't die? You know, this physical body might die, but my true self, my true energy source, or what you can call spirit, doesn't die. It just, you know, moves to a different level, a different form. And eventually become doesn't really need the physical form as much. And can even create physicality out of thin air. You know, what what would you do in that situation? But what what kinds of things would you do? You know, at first, when it comes to that, like if you could just make things out of thin air and you didn't have to worry about surviving with food and things like this you would probably think of more materialistic things at first like oh yeah I want more sex more love more this more that yeah, but eventually you'd you'd, uh, you'd realize wait a minute I've had all these things but because I can literally make them out of thin air there's no real point anymore they're kind of pointless uh, and so you, instead of focusing on these things, you start focusing on 
things that are more intangible things like love, unconditional love, service to others, you know, becoming more evolved, more spiritually evolved and more aware, expand your awareness, um, reach higher and higher levels of awareness or uh, greater and greater levels and uh, become wiser, stronger, you know, eventually they start off kind of small. You know, once you've reached that level, you you start off kind of small and you go, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is a, a really nice thing that I can do. I'm going to make a fucking, a, a big cheeseburger with a bunch of mayonnaise and bacon and it's going to be all greasy and dirty. I'm going to eat it. And you did that. You know, you did that. And then you said, okay, so now I'm going to make myself a big fucking thing of ice cream. You know, because I don't have to, have to, I don't have to worry about weight anymore. Because I can change my physical shape. I don't have to be fat or thin. I can be whatever I fucking feel like being. So I'm going to eat a big thing of ice cream. I don't need... I'm, I don't have to worry about being unhealthy from it. I'm not going to die. Eat two gallons, three gallons of ice cream. Just eat all the ice cream that you can think of eating. Because whatever you can think of in this kind of state, you can create physically. So you eat all this ice cream and you're like, oh, wow, this was awesome. Wait a minute. This is boring. Let's go go somewhere. Let's go party. Maybe maybe drink or whatever, but just party. Like go hang out with people and experience things in life and that kind of thing. So you start doing that. You get a whole big hunk of experience of doing this. Maybe you drink way more than you would normally do. Or maybe you drink like 10 or 11 more, you know, 10 or 11 drinks or whatever the case might be. You just go whole hog with it and you just go crazy with it just to get it out of your system. Because like I said, you can't die. There's no alcohol poisoning. You, you're, you're going to be fine. Your, your physicality is not real. And neither is the physicalities that you're creating. And so you're just doing whatever feels good to you, whatever you want to do in that situation. You do all that and you go home and you're like, wow, that was good. And then you say, okay, let's go to sleep. Let's dream some dreams. And let's have dream some dreams for 10 years. You know, 10 days, whatever, you know. Just dream as many dreams as we want to dream. Wake up from that and go, oh, that was fun. Man, this is boring. I did everything. I did everything I want to do. Let's do, let's do something interesting. Let's go rock climbing. So you do all these things. You go whole hog with all kinds of different things. Rock climbing. You know, you go uh, visit a really, really dangerous mountain somewhere and just climb that thing and get all of your risk, uh, risky behaviors out of the way. Have as much sex as you want to have, whatever the case might be. And you realize, wait a minute, all this shit is boring. 
And so you might sit there for a minute and go, ah, why is all this shit boring? What exactly am I doing here if if that's not really what I'm doing here for? All this shit's boring. It's not really, you know, satisfying me anymore. I did all this shit. I did so much of it that I don't really need to do it anymore. So what do I do now? I help others do it. And maybe that's maybe that's how you start. And then you help others figure out, oh, you can become non-physical too, and you can create physical things out of thin air, and then you can do this kind of thing. And so you you do that, you get other people into that mode, but you realize it's still not enough. You still have to go higher. And so you go, well, how do I go higher? And so your higher self goes, you you go higher by loving others and by being a service to others and things like this. So how do I do that? And so you, you learn how to do this. You go whole hog with this and you you really start learning how to do this really well. You teach people a bunch of things, but, and, but because of that, you learn a bunch of things. It's uh, in, in, the, in the law of one, in, in the raw contact, at least it was called teach, learn, learn slash teach. And I like this expression because it's what it is. You're, you're not, when you teach somebody, like I'm, when I'm making these episodes, I'm not just teaching you things. I'm just, I'm not doing just teaching. I'm also learning at the same time. Sometimes th- things come out that I don't even realize I'm going to say. And these episodes, and I go, wow, that actually makes more sense. Actually, a lot of times that's what happens. That's one of the reasons why I do these episodes. <laughs> and so you're teaching slash learning in this way. You're becoming <clears throat> more aware that life is not about just eating a ton of chocolates every day or... 26% charged. 26% charged. Even being happy in this way that we we, we uh, think of, like, oh, I'm going to be happy by eating chocolate or even, like, experiencing life. Like, you know, having fun. These things are great and everything. But there's a certain level where your mind goes, okay, well, I did a bunch of this. What's next? Let's expand this further. Uh, and some people, some sometimes what that ends up ha- ha- what ends up happening, is that you end up with people who have that impulse. Instead, go crazier with their what their activity is, with go, having fun. And instead of having fun, they're now after having having risks and things like this, and it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, it's not a fear thing for them anymore. It's about like adrenaline. It gives them a high, you know, and so you get these things out of your system and you start fearing less. Like, oh yeah, I fear, I, f- I was afraid that if I did this thing, it would you know, hurt, would cause problems. And sure, it hurt for a little bit maybe, you know, but it worked out, you know. And so the more that you kind of <clears throat> can do this, the less the fear comes. I'm not saying that you should do this, by the way. I'm just, you know, saying this. What this is what sometimes happens. And so, 
you realize that the thing itself, most people think the thing itself is, is causing the happiness, is causing this. But actually, it's it's uh, it's more complex than this. But uh, that's for another episode. So anyways, the fear is gone. Once fear is gone, once survival needs are gone, there's no need to make money anymore. What do you do? If all your life is right now is is success, you know, making lots of money, you know, having lots of women, you know, because it feeds your need for whatever it is. But if you had no more needs in this way, what would you do? Because we will reach a certain point eventually where survival is not is no longer an issue, and it will not no longer be about survival, but about thrival. Meaning, instead of surviving, we're going to be thriving as self-serving or serving to other individuals, beings. Service to self versus service to other. Um, and so, <clears throat> it becomes more about, once we reach that state, how can I benefit myself slash other? Right now, most people are asking something different, which is, how can I survive this, that, the other thing? How can I pay, pay my bills? How can I... You know, buy a bigger, bigger yacht, whatever it is, right? But once survival will no, will no longer be an issue, we'll be asking the other question. How will I make an impact, benefit myself slash others? And ironically, I think, I don't think there's a, a difference in some ways. Like, when you benefit others, you can benefit yourself. Like, if you are teaching, if you uh, do something, see, sometimes what, what I find is that people go a little too far with, with both, but what I've noticed is that you don't really need to start off by benefiting others first. What I've noticed is that if you want to learn something for yourself, to help yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, because in the end, what that can do, if you do that right, is you can Use that knowledge and information. Well, if other people have that same problem, you can use that to then benefit others once you've gotten a good grasp on what this information is. And so it's not about service to other over service to self, so much as it's about like, why am I trying to, what am I doing this for? Is this benefiting me? And if so, can I use this information to benefit others? Or is this benefiting me? Or do I even want to benefit others? Why would I want to do this, right? But I think most people want to uh, benefit others at least partially in some way. You know, according to uh, the law of one, 51% or more servants to others moves you up, uh, you know, pol polarizes you upwards into... Uh, Service to others, 
you, you move from third to fourth and so on and so, so forth. 95% service to self moves you to, moves you upward. You become a demon. You know, 51% or more service to others, you become an angel in their sense. <clears throat> and so, people think that it's really easy to become a demon in this way, but 95% is really hard to achieve. That'd be really, really hard to do. Um, in reality, most people are probably going to be kind of in the middle, where they're not too, maybe they're, they're not service to others completely, but they're not service to self completely. Maybe they have 50 50. Um, but eventually they realize wait a minute, I did all this stuff. I did all this material stuff. You know, it's not working. It's not really giving me what I want. Let's try service to others. You know? And first you do kind of what like actualize.org did. Because he did in some ways the service to self path first. By getting more money and things like this. Figuring out how to do it. And then because of that he can then tell other people how to do it. Which is service to others. Path. Uh, which is then. Uh, transferred into service to self by going into more how the mind works and how to control the mind and things like this. And once you figure that out sufficiently, that could become service to other path. And then you, he, he, he goes more into spirituality and enlightenment and psychedelics. Maybe at first it's more of like a service to self, more path, so we can more enlightened, then more of a service to others path. Because he now teaches these things. And, and, and so you kind of move up Upwards and upwards. In this kind of way. You know, when I first started in 2019, which is actually fairly recently, um, most of my teachings were kind of like in a stage green type teaching. Um, <clears throat> and it was mostly like things like, oh, how do you become more loving? How do you become more compassionate? How do you become one with everything? That was weird. How do we? How do you become one with everything? Yeah, the Alexa kind of just like, just wanted, thought I was talking to her, I guess, because I said, "How do you become one with everything?" It doesn't make any sense, but anyway, <laughs> anyways, and then I, I progressed to such an extent to where now I'm talking about these complex topics, like what would happen if you no longer had to survive or I mean the one that I talked about yesterday which is about how non-forgiveness works we got we went from you know self-help like topics that are kind of like popular self-help like how to become more loving how to become more wise more enlightened more you know whatever it's to more like it kind of pro progressed from that to a more a deeper, more nuanced, like, well, this is how you do this. You know, there's some problems with this. This is how you avoid that. It's kind of thing. To now we're talking, literally we're talking more fundamental, foundational stuff. Going into, like, the episode that I made a couple months ago called Principles versus Rules. 
you know, things like this. And uh, the episode that I made the other day about super consciousness and the episode about tap that, that I made where I tapped into super consciousness the other day. Literally go going into more foundational stuff. This is coming from somebody who wasn't really <clears throat> sure what he wanted to be as a, as a person. Even found that reality was too difficult because there's a lot of, you know, work you have to put into it and things like this. Didn't know what to do. Didn't really have a purpose. Um, I tried to basically just did nothing. Maybe, you know, definitely read and stuff like that, but did nothing with the knowledge that it, he was, he, he had and just kind of sat there, which is mostly kind of like a service to self path. Um, but he learned a valuable lesson from doing that, which is that, you know, the problem is, is the, the, um, lack of purpose. People don't really know what they want to do. Um, and while I, I, I agree with the idea of having like a life purpose course that, you know, actualized.org has, but, you know, most people probably won't be able to afford it because they, you know, ironically don't have a purpose. And so they're not making, you know, $250 a month or whatever. Whatever it is. I think it's $250 or something. And so you're not going to be able to pay for it. Um... <clears throat> I might do like a purpose episode like how to find what your purpose is and honestly I think he makes it more complex than it needs to be like he, he tries to make it more systematic uh, where it's like oh purpose is uh, you have to do all these things and you know make all these you know I, I never took the course or anything but this is what I assume it's going to be about like I mean he says that there's thousands of hours of content within this course when really all you need is like two or three at at the most like I don't think most people are need to listen to thousands of hours of a life purpose course to to uh, really figure out what their purpose could be um, because but the problem is people have no purpose because we have a culture that tells people that you can do whatever you want but then they don't tell you about the hard work that kind of goes into all that you know it took me four years of meditating and do, listening to spiritual teachers and spiritual books to make a YouTube channel to talk about things First video I made was awareness, the most interesting thing there is. So April, so I think it was April 20th something, 2019. Second video I made was June or July. And the podcast was made September 22nd or 23rd, something like that. And that's because... What you need as a purpose is you need to figure out what you're interested in. 
I guess this is becoming a purpose episode, but uh, it's always a must. Let me see. Um, this is getting way too long. But anyways, <clears throat> all you have to do is figure out what you're interested in, study it, which means, by the way, you don't have to go to college to study anything. You know, depending on what it is, like some things, it makes sense. Like if you are going to a certain trade school for like mechanics and stuff like that, like, oh, you, you want to become, uh, you know, whatever it is where you work with your hands or something that's, you know, maybe you would need some kind of trade school for that kind of thing. But typically for things that interest you, all that you really need to do is study. It'll take you a couple of years. It took me four or five years to really develop a modicum of a uh, moderate amount of uh, an ability in this kind of stuff that I'm talking about here. And really, I wasn't even talking about any of this stuff. Like, none of the profound shit I was talking about until maybe the eight later, later uh, parts of 2019. And not even then, really. Mostly it was uh, like how to become more compassionate and things like this. And those are good videos. Uh, the first One of the first videos I made was how to calm yourself down in seconds. It's one of, one of my most popular content episodes on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, well, not on the podcast. It wasn't on my podcast, but it was on YouTube. Uh, I might actually, what I might actually do is I might do a bunch of screen recordings of my YouTube videos and just put them on the podcast because there's a bunch of good ones. Uh, I have a playlist <clears throat> of good videos, practical tips for everyday life. Um, going from oldest to newest, mostly going from oldest to newest because I think it's, you know, when you go from oldest to newest with, with the videos that I did, you can kind of make a, a habit of listening to one or two a day and using some of those practices of calming down in seconds and whatnot to advance further and then listening to the more newer ones and newer ones until eventually you get to a good point. Really the point of spirituality, though, like, I think this is one of the things that's, that's missing in spiritual teachers, and myself included in this, is the uh, inability to uh, let these, let things go, in a sense, like, and then I don't make like, things to go as in, like, oh, you're, you're resisting things, let them go. No, I'm talking about, like, um, there's this kind of, like, a, almost like a dependency, I think, that people can kind of build... When it comes to self-help, I mean, I'm going way off topic here, but, and, uh, and spirituality, where it's like, oh, this person's giving me such good advice, you know, and things like this, that it become, it can, can become a dependency, and you now need instructions from this person to find enlightenment, find whatever it is that you're looking for. And uh, it sounds like it can kind of be a, a bit of a toxic problem. Um, it's one of the reasons why I, I tell you not to just listen to what I say and you know, think critically about the shit because it's easy to become kind of like dogmatic about it and go, oh no, David is right on everything he says. 
no, don't ever believe that I'm right on everything. Like, if you look to my episodes from 2020, or even 2019, like, half the shit I talked about was I was wrong on, like, most of the things. Um... I mean, even some of the episodes that I did recently, I was wrong on the, uh, there was one that I, I was listening to the other day. I forget what, which one it was. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. This, this, this was wrong. I mean, it wasn't completely wrong. There was some kernels of truth in what I was saying, but I, I forget what it was. Because I, if I remember what it was, I could tell you because I think that's important to point out. But it was, it was wrong, completely wrong. And I wasn't even aware that it was wrong. At the time, it seemed correct, but it wasn't. But <laughs> we're kind of going all over the place. So find out what your purpose is by finding out what you're interested in. You know, nowadays we have a, such a... Um, a I mean, there there are certain problems with this though because you're you're we're we're avoiding we're dealing with a situation right now where the economy can't keep up, like a lot of labor jobs, labor intensive jobs are not being sought by younger people because they are doing a lot of this, which I don't understand. I don't understand why we don't have robotics. It's really interesting that you know they they've been talking about for the longest time. Like Andrew Yang and people that, oh, robotics are going to replace everything. But then the, the economy crashes and technically the economy is doing moderately well in a sense. The only reason why it's doing bad is because we have a lack of labor jobs. Like four minute billion jobs are open right now in the country that people don't want to take. Um... Plus, there's other problems as well, I think, but not that the economy is great, to get mind you, I think the economy is kind of like in the middle 40s, 50s, which is probably like recession slash depression era, era kind of stuff. But the God, I'm gonna go all over the place. <laughs> But the uh, the point is that the these labor jobs are not really being sought after, and so you you know I'm surprised that we don't have more more companies looking to uh, increase automation as a result because that that was a big concern by a lot of people like Andrew Yang and things um, that automation was coming and. If if labor is such a shortage and it's such a problem, why aren't they doing that? That's really interesting to me. Um, <laughs> maybe that debunks the idea that automation is a big problem. Who knows? Although we are de dealing with a, sh a chip sh shortage, so that's probably part of it. Um, I don't think anybody was really prepared for um, post-COVID. You know, all they were really concerned was, oh, let's slow the spread. And then everything kind of opened up really quickly. And then everything kind of got fucking shot to hell because we weren't really prepared to open up. 
Probably should have done a little slower, actually. It was it was probably a bad decision in some ways. Because then it was open too quickly, and it, it kind of, like, spiraled out of control. Not that the virus spiraled out of control. Well, I mean, it did, but it wasn't... I'm not talking about the spirals, or the, the, the uh, virus, but more about the uh, supply and demand thing. There's too much demand and not enough supply, causing a lot of the inflation that we're seeing in a lot of areas in the, out around the country. Because the <clears throat> these areas are still pretty locked down for a long time. Like even California was still pretty locked down. A lot of areas were locked down. You know, Florida wasn't, but like everybody else was for a long time. But then they all just kind of like open. I mean, I don't, I don't think that solves all the problems, but. Because they're still, it doesn't explain everything, basically. But, anyways, so I guess the basic point of this episode, because it really did fucking kind of go all over the place, is what would you do if you had no fear? If all your desires were met. And you had no more desires, no more desires for food or sex or love or whatever it is in this way. What would you do? Where would you go? I don't know. Kind of went all over the place with this one. I might actually not even post it because it was just too fucking rambly, but we'll see. I'll probably post it because I, I try and be honest with this podcast and it was really dumb of me to make it and, and not really prepare ahead of time like I usually do. Like, I don't really script the episodes, but what I do tend to try and do is kind of come up with an outline in my head, like saying, oh, this is what I have to talk about in this kind of way. Like, oh, I'm going to talk about these things, these things, these things, these things, these things, not in any particular order, but just these ideas that I want to talk about. In a particular episode, and I didn't really do that this time. I just kind of like said, fuck it. I want to do it this way. And then it kind of went a little too far, a little too long. And now here we are, about 50 fucking minutes in. Good job, David. Yay. <laughs> Anyways, talk to you on the next episode.